Hello listeners and welcome to The Snippet, the hair podcast where you can learn everything you need to know to get the hair you've always wanted. Join your hosts, Sarah and Ashley from Bar Care in Brisbane as we navigate the world of hair. This is The Snippet. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of The Snippet. Um, I am your host, Sarah, and today I'm here with my other co-host, Ashley, and we're joined by a little special guest today, who is... Jill. (laughs) So, Jill's one of our senior stylists. Yeah, Jill! Um, Jill's one of our senior stylists in the salon, and she does quite a lot of blondes, so we thought, when we're talking about today's topic, which is Ashley... Foils, all about foils... Um, we thought Jill would be a great addition to the team today um, to give us her little special insight into what she likes about foils. It's too good. So, um, Jill, let's start. Like, um, what's your favourite thing to do with foils? Um, I love that it's not just one size fits all. Yeah. Um, that you can really customise it to um, what the client wants. Low maintenance, high maintenance, blondes, brunettes, that sort of thing. Awesome. And yeah. we were talking about balayage um, last time, which if you haven't already listened to that episode, you should definitely go back and listen to our balayage episode. And one of the things that we really focus on with that is that balayage really is a low maintenance color, but you, do you think that foils can also fall into that category? Definitely. Yes. Definitely keeping it low maintenance, but very balayage look, I guess. So, um, yeah, you can you do know, a saturating lot. the ends keeping it really nice and bright through the ends and a little bit more low maintenance through the top sort of thing. Um, and that way you don't have to get it done so often. Yeah. That's always a good way of... So, Sarah, what... I guess what is your explanation of what are foils? And can you... Do you have to be just a blonde? Um, well, no, you don't have to be just a blonde. A foil really <laughs> is the technique in which we use to colour your hair. So we take bits of your hair put it in a piece of aluminium foil and it really is just like the stuff you use to wrap your roast chicken in um slightly high quality of course because we have, we use refoil in the salon so all recycled foil because we are of course a sustainable salon but basically just using that bog standard old foil pop it in your hair and then put a piece of color hair in there color over the top fold it up bobs your uncle there's your foil the beauty of foils is, of course, that you can do different weaves to give you different options for how the colour's going to look. You can do lots of foils, you can do less foils, you can do all dark foils, you can do all blonde foils, and it really is going to give you a different look, which is what Jill was saying. It's super customisable, so you can kind of get whatever you want out of your foils depending on what technique we use to do them. So mm. many. Maybe we should de- debunk. Like, have you ever been asked, like, what kind of foil we use? Like, people are a bit shocked or don't really understand. And maybe because I do it every day, I never think twice about it. Because it basically is, I could wrap my food in it. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> you know, much. I could literally bring some home from Woolworths. Well, actually, one um. of our stylists, Cass, she uses, like, proper catering foil that you get. And she just, like folds it up for herself because she really loves the texture of it. I think mm. the foil that we use, um, well, I use this, like, really thick foil that everybody Everyone else has. Everyone has a preference. We do. <laughs> <laughs> so I really like it because I think it sticks better in the hair, but you guys definitely use a different kind of foil, don't mm. you? Yeah, I like mine quite thin, 
The one we currently have is a bit textured, but I don't really have a preference on that. And I like it folded a certain way, but yes, yeah, Jill will like not fold it, but that's no right or wrong. It's just very yeah, much exactly. a personal preference. Yeah. 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 There is nothing extra special about the foil that we use in the salon, apart from the fact that ours is recycled. It really is just regular old foil. Um, this was sort of a technique that took over from the old streaking cap. I don't know if any of you remember the <laughs> joy of having a kneading needle dug into your scalp and then have bits of your hair pulled through a big plastic cap. Um, <laughs> love the old frosted look of the uh, streaking cap and the foils were really the next kind of iteration of that where we had more control over how close it could be to the roots, where the placement was, because with the streaking cap you really were sort of quite restricted mm. to what came through the holes whereas with your foils we can really definitely do whatever we want with them. I say that like I did anything. <laughs> do you know I've only ever with done one? Bird, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just rub it in. Um, I have actually only done ever one client with a streaking cap because oh, really? although I have been hairdressing since the dawn of time, um, it's only 17 years though, uh, it, it actually had already gone out of fashion by the time I started. So, it's weird because like, yeah. like we still had to learn it. Like I definitely had to learn it, um, but I've never yeah, done it on a real mm-hmm. human well, if any of you out there still use a streaking cap in your hair, please uh, give us a little email on our <laughs> barkhairpodcast at gmail.com because we want to hear from anybody that still gets streaks in their hair. Maybe maybe it's a thing. I think it's actually big in the US. The US. Do you ever see Instagram like videos? They're trying to bring um, it back, I think. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. it is what it is. Anyway. I don't want to say anything too bad so, because in two years' time I could be doing them all the well, time. Well, that's so. true, isn't it? <laughs> the monkeys all over again. Right. Um, so who who do you think needs foil? What do you reckon, Jill? That's, um, that's a tricky question because it can be so many different clients. That's it. Like, you don't necessarily have to be blonde. No. Like, if somebody's just coming in for their root touch-up to cover greys, you can use a foil to bring that colour down mm. um, and break up the, the ends or something to yeah. give low lights in the hair. Actually, that's one of the things that I love the most about my foiling. So I have this really lovely client of mine that has the most beautiful silver hair slash grey hair, absence of colour hair. <laughs> and <laughs> she likes to kind of add a little bit of her natural depth that she used to have when her hair wasn't white. Um, so we actually do all dark foils in there and leave a really beautiful piece at the front that's completely silver and it looks absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, we don't do any blonde because the thing I do find, and I don't know if you guys find this true, but when you're doing blonde hair on grey hair, because grey hair is a mixture of white hair which has no pigment and hair that still has your old pigment in it, it often makes it look really yellow in amongst that and so the comparison Mm. of that really beautiful white hair with that sort of lightened hair it just really makes that yellow even more obvious than it normally is so I love using a tint in a grey hair to give that little bit of um, definition and dimension to the hair I think it's a Mm. really great utiliser foil do you think like probably the most popular service we do is a half head of foils so what what's the purpose of a half head of foils do you think well I definitely do a lot of half heads of foils and most of them are just to become blonde but rather than being a full color of blonde like a scalp bleach or even just tinting the roots a blonder color these are people that want it to continue to keep their natural in between um, but to stay really blonde 
um, which is probably the most common half head of oils that I do, probably the same as you, Jill. Yeah, pretty much. I think people are really scared of doing full heads of oils because of damage, but I don't... Mm. Like, that's not necessarily true. Because mm. um, I find that some people do alternate... Like, they get a quarter head, half head, quarter head, half head, and then every now and then they'll do a full head. But by that point, there's so much dark underneath. It's like, you should kind of do the full head a little bit more often than normal. Yes, definitely. Do you um, think the reason that people don't do half full heads of foils mostly, though, is, like, I'm sure you listening out there are aware that getting your colour done is not the cheapest experience in the world. Mm. And a full head of foils would probably be be the most expensive colour thing we have on our docket. So I think probably the reason that most people go a full head maybe every six months or every eight months is the cost more than anything else. Mm. Also, I've definitely heard heard both, yeah, like damage and cost Interesting. And I think it's because they can't see the back. Like, unless it's really, really bad and they're, like, really, really dark, why would they get it if they can't see it? And I totally agree. I'm like, well, you can't see it anyway. But once you lift up that hair and you're, you know, putting half up, half down... Oh yeah, exactly. no one wants to be dark down That's there. So, true. Yeah. so it's always sometimes like on us as well because I definitely have clients just routinely get half heads, and I'm like, "That's just what you want." But then you mention like, "Oh, it's a bit dark under here. Should we do a couple foils?" And they're like, "Is it?" Like it's like the most <laughs> obvious to us, but it might not be to the client. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think that you know, as hairdressers, it really is our responsibility to educate everyone about what you know the purpose of their color is. And I think foils are a really great option for you if you do want to be blonde, but you want to have a little bit of a diffused regrowth because a tint is always going to give you the most solid line because all the hair is growing Mm. at the same rate. Whereas when you have foils, because some of your natural hair is left in between, whether you have dark foils or you have blonde foils, that natural hair is what gives it, I guess, a more natural look. So, you know, you, you look blonde, but you don't have that like really harsh, harsh regrowth um, that you get from like a tint or a scalp bleach. Yeah. Or even you know having yeah. balayage, you've got so much of your natural regrowth that it looks just regrowthy. But with foils, you can have a bit of your natural, so it looks like oh wow, like I'm super blonde. But you don't mm-hmm. actually have mm-hmm. to have the like really, really, really super high maintenance of like a tint. You know, in two weeks, you're not yeah, going to exactly. look like you need your color done. No, that's probably Jill's um, specialty is doing lots of foils but making it very low maintenance if you wanted to sort of mm, talk yeah. about that you ever do really balayage Mark? not freehand balayage not where yeah. i paint it on um i usually always opt for foils because not many not very many clients want to be warm i guess mm-hmm. and that's the problem yes. um, with balayage like with painting on the hair so i usually always foil and then go through with a toner and then maybe do like a um root stretch or something to give mm. it more of an easier grow out um, or put a low light in between every yeah, few nice. foils and that always just makes it a little bit more um, diffused. Do you always tone your foils? Not always. No. 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 I rarely tone my foils. Um, if you have ever come to see me in the, in the salon, I am super into just simple and mm. getting it done in the most simple way possible and... I've always had this little discussion because I think personally that when you're talking about foils, toners are great if you want a fashion color, like if you want a really gray tone or a pink or a peach or something like that. But if you want 
color that's going to be really long lasting and look really good for as long as you can trying to get it the right sort of tone without toning is going to give you the most longevity because your toner is always going to fade out leaving you with whatever's underneath so you know if you want fashion toner awesome but counteractive toner i leave for the last resort if i can Mm -hmm. For me have you, personally. Have you always been like that? Yeah, I have. And do you think it was because you were taught like that? Definitely. I think, yeah. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I was taught to definitely do a toner, but I guess as you learn, you want to do a toner because that's something you obviously want to learn about and yeah. you put the two together. Um, but I'm just thinking like Cass in the salon, when I was an apprentice, she just never foiled, like she never toned her foils. Mm. And I always thought they looked nice, nice. There was nothing wrong with that. But now I do tend to tone more than I don't yeah but I guess mate I'm not saying you're old but maybe it's a well it is no you're right though I am old and also it, it is like a very of the time thing I think most people have an expectation with foils that you need to do a toner and you don't necessarily but it it really does change the look so you see a lot of them these days is sort of like root taps and root mm, shadows and yeah. things where you've got lots and lots of blonde foils in there and then they just just go onto the roots yeah. to just sort of soften those foils at the roots so it's not quite so blonde right at the root but you still get that really really bright blonde that mm. you get from foils but i think that's, that's the internet a, as well telling yeah. you you need to go get foils stupid in internet <laughs> ruining <laughs> everything for us i think now that warm hair is coming back maybe like i'll start using less of them but maybe you'll start using more because you want to add more warmth to it. Because the thing that's what I do with my yeah. toners. Like if somebody wants to be warm and they show me a photo, and it's always that nice, like blonde sun kiss, mm. you know, ends. I always have to use a toner. Yeah, because like just it's... to put, I don't, I, just to enhance, I guess, like the color that you know that it comes up as. But when we're using, you know, tints and things like that, that's where we can actually do like a blonde foil and, and, and like a low light, which is where we use a tint in a different color to give you a bit of variation in there. And that kind of combination is what can give you a bit more warmth. So that's what I tend to do is use more low lights than toners. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's all down to preference and what you what you like to do, I guess, and what you like your hair to look like out there, you know. If you're mm-hmm. a blonde... You might have found a picture and that's a picture that has low lights in it and blonde highlights, or it might be a picture that's just a tone over the top of blonde foils. Like you gotta mm-hmm. see what you like and show us a picture and we'll try and make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> try. Um, well, we, I guess we're opening up so many questions, but I wanted to touch on the common asked questions about foils. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one is Are foils damaging? I guess people think bleach and putting in foil the foil gets a little bit hot people's hair snaps off sometimes <laughs> like, when, like people see that on the internet not if i can not if i can your hair won't snap off um but overall though do you think they are damaging what do you think jill um if you're using the right technique and the right product no i agree and if you know what hair you're working with which is you know we usually know definitely um especially if i like when you speak to the client at the consultation um, you just can tell where to not use, like, something more, I guess, that could be da- damaging to the hair. So Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. I think mm. that um, people are really scared of bleach, but it's not actually as terrifying as it's made out to be 
on the internet. I mean, we've all seen, and you all know by now, it's my favourite thing, looking at bleach fails, yeah. hair fails on the internet. And, you know, you're watching those people who bleach their hair at home and they're just, like, pulling it and go, oh, my goodness. And they've got a handful of, like, mm. jelly-fied hair. That is just truly horrifying. Like, that happens when you apply it too many times. So for us, we try really hard not to overlap your colour again. So we're only working on fresh hair. If you tell us that you haven't ever coloured your hair, but you have, and we go over the top of your hair and you've had blonde underneath, um, that's where you might have damage. So it's really important to be honest with your hairdresser about what you've done because, yes, it might take you longer to get where you want to go if we know what's happening underneath, but you are a lot less likely to snap all your hair off and end up with it Mm. at home in a bag, which is not generally what we're going for with lightning. Um, So I think if... You know, we're professionals. We know how to use the colour in yeah. the most appropriate way. You know, it absolutely is going to be fine for your hair. All about being honest to the client as well because we can't lie and say it's never going to damage your hair. Like, no. You know, I think that's what they, like, clients think hairdressers think, oh, they'll come into the salon, there'll be no damage at all, and then they're confused later down the track if their hair is a little bit porous, mm. which is, like, a little bit damaged. Because it is. Yeah. It's going to damage your hair to some... A little bit. But, you know, there's if you're choosing to colour your hair in any way, you're allowing your hair to have a little bit of damage to your hair. Like, even a tint. Well, that's We're it, using yeah. chemicals on your head. And, like, they are safe. They are scientifically mm. proven to be safe for your skin, mm. for your hair. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, toxins in your body or anything like that with, with colour. Um, particularly in a foil because it doesn't even touch your skin. It's just going on your on your hair, you know. Yes. Foils are great for people who have sensitive scalps yeah. and don't want to have colour touching them um, because it does protect your hair from that. But, you know, we, it is a chemical. You're choosing to colour your hair. It is going to do a little bit of something, but it doesn't necessarily have to be super damaging, super drying, you know, anything like that to your hair, Definitely. I think. And it just comes down to, um, like, the home hair care as well. Oh, my God. What a segue. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what a hairdresser thing to say. <laughs> I know. Home hair. Like, what are you saying? You loser. <laughs> I remember having this conversation with my husband about how he should really use, like, good shampoo and conditioner. Because when I started working here, we had Kerastars. And it was so nice. Mm. And I gave it to him. And he's like, oh, my God, my hair isn't yeah. fluffy when I wash it. <laughs> I'm like, I know, magic, right? Like, <laughs> amazing. That, like, herbalescence that you were using at yeah. home is, like, somehow making your hair really fluffy. I'm shocked. Um, so you are 100% right, Jill. Like, mm. home hair care Definitely is the most important. You do. Mm-hmm. Quality home hair care. That's it. Well, Jill touched on this before. Well, we kind of talked about it before. But the next common question is, are they high maintenance? Can be. Mm. You can be someone who comes every four to six weeks and get, I'm going to call them your classic foils. You're not, I guess when people, normal people think of foils, just your classic blonde Mm -hmm. might be a little bit more high maintenance. However, you can be someone who doesn't have a big budget, doesn't want to come as often and still get your classic foils. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Like a traditional half head of foils is that like fairly close together, we foil or blonde, maybe with a highlight, a low light in there somewhere so that it just sort of blends everything together. And, you know, you walk out blonde. 
Um, but you know, you can't, and that is super high maintenance because that regrowth is going to look pretty dark if you have naturally dark hair in comparison to mm-hmm. that blonde hair that you're doing. But like you were saying, Jill, before that, um, spacing your foils out a little bit more can give you a little bit uh, longer in between your your appointments if you want mm-hmm. to. I don't know. Um, what else do you tend to do to like make the foil service have a little bit more time in between? Um, I usually, like, it depends if the client, um, say she comes in with, like, like really blocky blonde mids to end sort of thing and she wants to be more low maintenance, I would definitely space out the foils a little bit more, keep them nice and fine so it grows out more naturally, but then, like, in between every few foils, I will stretch down a darker colour, not as dark as, like, the natural, sort of, like, in between to give mm-hmm. it a bit of, like, that variation and just break up those ends, and I find that that really works for somebody that doesn't want to come in too often. And it gives yeah. them more of, like, I guess a balayage look without it being yeah. a balayage. So, you know. The joy of the foil is, of course, like Jill's saying, you can have that sort of balayage look. But because the foil is, like, protected in the foil as it, like, in the actual, like, product foil, yeah. um, it's protected so it doesn't dry out and it has, like, maximum power still in there. So you can get a nice, clean result. Mm-hmm. And still have it spaced out and look a bit balayage Yeah. Like, I I'm, yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. Mm. I guess where, when you say spaced out, a lot of clients book in for, we talked about how many foils of feature foils in our last we episode. We did. Listen in if you haven't heard it. But there's also, we have quarter head, half head, and full head. I'm pretty sure that's stock standard everywhere. Like, that's the name of them. That's what you'd book in mm-hmm, for. Mm-hmm. However, talking about spacing amount and stuff, how would you describe a half head? Like a half head of color, like regardless of where you put them? So half head from us and it's really different from how I was even in my last salon. So each salon will have a different version of how many they think a half head is. Yeah. But for us, the traditional half head is half your head so usually from ear to ear all of that front section and then like a little triangle over the like crown of your head that kind of covers the back Mm. and then that's kind of a traditional half head um but you know sometimes that might be too much color for you but you still want more coverage so we might spread them out a little bit more um on short hair i really like that technique where you kind of go around in a circle and it's sort of blends almost the whole hair but you don't have as many foils in there yeah right that's a really fun one i don't know if any of you are big internet searchers out there you've probably seen things like asking for baby lights or microweaves and people ask us for that sort of stuff all the time so like jill or ashley what do you like how would you explain what a baby light is versus a microweave oh my god that's so different for everyone it is different because i think baby What'd you call them? Baby lights. <laughs> I just call them my fine foils. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, no, but all those kind of names, very fine foils. One of those things where I just kind of, if you say you want some baby lights, I'm like, okay, and I'll just do my version of a baby light, but I'm sure Jill's is very different and Sarah's mm. is very different. Hairdressing is a very personal thing, mm-hmm. which I guess a lot of people don't realize. When I tell people, and we'll get into this, like when you learn how to cut hair and there's only four haircuts, yeah. They're yeah. a little bit confused. Same with foiling. You know, you're you're taught a particular pattern yeah. and then you do that until you branch out and it 
sort of escalates from there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. One of the most common asked questions are, are foils permanent slash do they fade? Jill, do you think foils are permanent? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Blonde foils, 100%. Even a tint foil, if you have in any way put colour in your hair, Mm. it is permanent. Oh, yeah. There is, and I'm going to just blow your minds here, everyone out there, there is no such thing as a semi-permanent colour, really. There is no colour that is going to completely fade out of your hair unless it is something that is just sitting on the outside of your hair. So something like a purple shampoo or like a direct dye color that doesn't like go into your hair. Otherwise, that color is growing out. It might fade really nicely. It might not lift your natural hair so you don't get a regrowth line. But if you have ever put a color in your hair, it is officially permanently there. Including toners. Including toners, mm. yes. I think people hear the word toner and they just instantly think like it's going to just wash out but that depends on the color i guess so yes foils are 100% permanent yeah what about do they fade if you have a tint foil it might yeah definitely yeah like um if you've got a dark foil or like a red foil in there for example or a copper foil Mm. you'll probably find it will fade a little bit if you're really really blonde underneath and you do a low light then yes it's going to fade a lot more because that hair is probably a little bit more porous on the ends but no generally i would say Sorry, your foils are there for life. <laughs> um, so let's talk about our experiences. And I was just reading my notes and I've been pondering on this, being like, what am I going to talk about? But I just thought about Jill. Oh, God. <laughs> and shout out to Rosie. <laughs> but Jill, tell us, Jeez. a couple of weeks ago, you got some foils, but you're currently not blonde. That's it, yeah. That was a while ago now. I'll give Rosie that. <laughs> she just did some foils because I was um I was going so, a little bit lighter. Jill, just describe what your hair looks like right now for everybody listening um, out there. Pretty much dark brown, black to dark brown. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my natural color, the black part. But Rosie did some foils for me just to blend like what I had existing in my hair. Um, and then the next day, I did my own toner and put made it all brown again after she made these really nice foils <laughs> even though she thinks she didn't do a very good job she did it for training yeah. for apprentice training um but it was so nice but then I just decided at the last minute I didn't want to be light anymore so I just put a brown toner over the top so even though brown. foils are permanent you can definitely make them Gone. Gone? Yeah. yeah, you can. Let them go away. I can erase them. But what happens if you try and lighten your hair again, Jill? Oh, now I, I wouldn't even try to do that. No. I have no hair on my head. Yes. <laughs> Chemical haircut. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Which Ashley has some experience with her version of having oh, foils. I have had a chemical haircut <laughs> from foils. So explain mm-hmm. to everybody what a chemical haircut is, Ashley. Well, so I decided I needed to be gray basically like you know that fashion fun very on trend so I kept bleaching it and obviously working in a hair salon you've got you've got the opportunity mm-hmm. and I kept going and going <laughs> and it really got to the point where my hair was like not today and every time I brush it it would just snap off so it did result me having to yeah get a quite a bit cut off and that was a bit sad so yeah yes. basically it chemical cut is you don't get a decision in that haircut it just falls off 
And so, unevenly. It's yeah. not like a nice one. We call it a chemical cut, but it's more of a... A chemical haircut is when, um, yeah, your hair has had so much uh, chemical service on there, it just decides to give up the ghost and pop off your (laughs) head. Um, I think you would all be super shocked to know that I have never had foils. Really? I was actually going to ask, because obviously you've been a scalp bleach, and we'll touch on that next time, Time but, alrighty, (laughs) 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 the schedule, Um, that's... I'm interested that you've never had... Never have foils. Well, um, so as we have previously mentioned, I am a scalp bleach and I am baby pink and I love it and it is amazing mm-hmm. and I've had it for 10 years. But before that, I was dark. So I was practically black with just like bright pieces in it sometimes. <laughs> and I vowed at that time that I was never, ever, 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 ever going to go blonde because like ew it would look terrible and of course we'll talk about this in the scalp bleach um, in, um, episode but there may have been a previous incident involving bleach and my hair so I decided I was never going to be blonde and so I have never had foils so I uh, not this sort of foils like I've had some bits lightened in my hair like chunks that I've then done, you know, red, orange, blue, purple, whatever. But, yeah, I've never just had foils. I once ruined my hair, like, this is before I became a hairdresser. (laughs) Just to clarify. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I gave myself a scalp bleach with a very, very high developer, not knowing what I was doing. And I left it on for over an hour. And then when I was washing it out, hair was like coming out of my head oh, no. off my, my scalp oh onto my hands like clumps and clumps of hair and I was like oh my god like I freaked out I ended up having to cut it so so short I was so mortified but so how did you end up with a high developer like you just I just bought I think I just bought like a 9 12% or something oh. like that it was, yeah it was really high and I mm. had no idea but I was like oh yeah this is so easy like I'm just gonna <laughs> put this in my hair and I was just gonna be blonde and then yeah it just became jelly did you go blonde i ended up putting a darker color over the top i'm pretty sure i don't really remember it was so long ago but um the classic oh it's snapping off better make definite, it dark yeah <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. oh my gosh ever since then i'm like i don't want to go like blonde like you you know i, I don't want to go blonde it does really scar you like does, even though yeah. now you know you have all the knowledge and someone else <laughs> yeah. would obviously do it for you you just think oh was it me or was it just my I think some really good points to remember if you're going to have foils. That is, don't overlap the blonde. So if you have gone darker, please, 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 pretty tell please, <laughs> tell us the truth. It's really important if you want to go lighter. Mm. We just do your regrowth so yes it will be a little bit damaging on your hair but in general you're going to have beautiful healthy hair particularly if you use really good home hair care foils do not have to be blonde you can be dark with foils you can be red with foils you know we were talking about feature foils last week being whatever color you really fancy and that is definitely true depending on what you've got to work with um naturally or previously colored um and the other thing to remember is that it's really, really up to you how you like your hair, you know. It's, it's very personal and we can really get you to whatever your vision is with the foils and um, we'll, you know, try and make it happen. Perfect. 
Do you want to tell us a little bit about what we're going to talk about next time to wrap it up? Yes. So next time we're going to be taking a little break from uh, colors just to, you know, give your ears a rest about us talking about blondes. So we're going to be talking about layers, which... There was a brief divergence uh, last week into um, mullets, but that is not the only way to utilize layers in your hair. So next week, if you're interested in knowing more about that, well, that's what we're going to be talking about. Um, In the meantime, if you want to find anything about us, you can find us on on our website at barkhair.com.au, on Instagram at barkhair, on Facebook at barkhair. We now have a TikTok, which is also barkhair. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yes. Um, we have the podcast email, so barcarepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to um, write us any little messages or if there's anything you want to know about anything that you didn't think we covered today, um, you can also call us in the salon on double three six eight three double five two if you want to make any appointments. So that's it for us today. Um, thanks to our special guest, Jill, for uh, being part of it. Yay. Thanks uh, for having me. Yay! so much fun. Yay! I think of some good stories in return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next time. For listening to The Snippet. The Snippet is hosted and produced by Sarah Mackay and Ashley Lockie for Bar Care. Recording, editing, mixing, and sound are by Sarah Mackay. The Snippet theme song is by Jock Mackay. For more episodes, find us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or the ACAST app. For more about Bar Care or to make an appointment, head to barcare.com.au. We'll see you next time. Thank you.